Welcome to the podcast, A History of Cuba, Episode 2, Introduction, Part 2. In the last episode, I introduced myself and provided a roadmap, albeit an arbitrary one, as to the historical time frame of this podcast. This is the second part of the introductory episode, and here I would like to start by discussing Cuba's geography, topography, political divisions, as well as a general background of the island so as to provide some context to listeners who have little information about the history of Cuba. So let's begin right away. The etymology or origin of the word Cuba has recently been brought into questions by scholars such as Fernando Davalos as to whether the word is in fact derived from the Taino language. Much of the reason for questioning the origin of the word Cuba is that there have been many Taino words from which the word Cuba has been claimed to be derived from. For instance, there is the Taino words Cubanacan, Coabana, or Coiba, all from the Taino language. I've tried doing further research, but so far I haven't found anything conclusive. However, I like to keep I like to keep to the original story that Cuba is derived from the Taino language, and that the origin of the word Cuba probably comes from Cubanacan, which means fertile or abundant land or Coabana, which means great place. Now, Cuba is an archipelago located in the Caribbean Sea. Cuba is usually considered an island, but it is technically an archipelago of various islands and keys, with the obvious mainland, where most of the main cities are located. In fact, more than 1,600 keys and islets surround the main island. The two main islands in the Cuban archipelago are the mainland and the Isle of Youth, formerly called Isle of Pines, which is located directly south of the Artemisa and Pinal de Rio provinces. Cuba is styled the Pearl of the Antilles and also the key to the Gulf of Mexico, giving its geographical position vis-a-vis the Gulf of Mexico. Cuba's representation as the key to the Gulf of Mexico is also reflected in its coat of arms. Finally, for its unique shape, shape, Cuba has also been styled the green or sleeping Cayman. Now, I've always had difficulty seeing the Cayman in Cuba's geographical shape, but if you have a map of Cuba in hand, try to visualize it. The oriental or eastern side of the island is supposed to be the head and front legs of the Cayman, with the Cienega de Zapata National Park in the Matanzas province as one of the animal's legs and the province of Pinal del Rio as the tail of the animal. You may have some difficulty visualizing the Cayman, but don't worry, you're not the only one. Anyways, let's get back to Cuba's geography. Cuba is situated in the Caribbean Sea, 90 miles south of Key West, Florida, 130 miles east of the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico, and 40 miles west of Haiti. Northeast of Cuba is situated both the Commonwealth of Bahamas and the British Overseas Territory of Turks and Caicos. Finally, situated in the Guantanamo Bay, in the province of Guantanamo, in the oriental side of the island, is the famous U.S. Guantanamo Naval Base. The U.S. Guantanamo Naval Base, or as people call it, Gibmo, has been under U.S. control since the 1903 U.S.-Cuba Treaty relations. There have been many amendments since, but one of the most recent amendments, that of 1934, granted the U.S. a lease for 99 years thus indicating that the lease is set to expire in 2033. 
With the current U.S.-Cuba relations, it will be interesting to know what will happen between now and 2033 with respect to Gitmo. Anyways, not to get too sidetracked, but let's return talking about Cuba's geography. The total landmass area of the Republic of Cuba is 109,884 kilometers squared, or 42,426 miles squared. Roughly speaking, for comparative purposes, Cuba's size is approximately that of the U.S. states of Tennessee and of the U.S. state of Virginia. For a European comparison, Cuba's size is roughly that of Bulgaria. Cuba's highest point is Pico Turquino in the Sierra Maestra or Oriental part of the island, standing at 1,974 meters, while its longest river is the Rio Cauto, also in the Oriental part of the island, having a total length of approximately 343 kilometers. The Cuban mainland is the largest island in the Caribbean Sea and the second most populous after the island of Hispaniola, which consists of the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Cuba extends approximately 750 miles in length from Punta del Quemado, or Burn Point in English, in the east in the province of Guantanamo, to Cabo de San Antonio in the west in the province of Pinal del Rio. Now, before proceeding, I would like to state that it has always been my understanding that Punta de Maicí was the easternmost point in Cuba. However, Cuban historian Louis A. Paris Jr. in his book, quote, Cuba Between Reform and Revolution, unquote, has noted that it is Punta del Quemado. I tried doing some quick research on the topic and I couldn't find any article to settle the question definitively. However, upon a closer look in Google Maps and Mapcarta, it seems that Punta del Quemado is in fact the easternmost point in Cuba. In any case, the difference in distance between Punta de Maicí and Punta del Quemado is so trivial that I will not go further into settling the issue. Now, with respect to the island's topography, the island's topography is quite diverse. About 35% of the landmass is made up, of, made up of three mountain systems. The Sierra Maestra in the oriental or eastern side of the island, the Escambray, situated in the south-central coast, in what was formerly the Las Villas province and the Guani Guanico, located in the west in the Pinal del Rio province. At the same time, most of Cuba's topography is flat savanna conjoined with rolling plains called llanos. This flat savanna with rolling plains consists of approximately two-thirds of the mainland's territory. Climate-wise, Cuba has a subtropical climate with powerful warm ocean currents flowing along the, along the south and northern, northern coasts of the island. Yearly average temperature ranges approximately between 19 to 32 degrees Celsius. It goes without saying that this is a yearly range and that in summer months, the temperature is much hotter. hotter. It should also be pointed out that temperatures are usually much hotter in the oriental than in the occidental part of the island. Rainfall diverges with a general, general rainy season from May to October and a generally dry season from November to April. Cuba's most noteworthy climate phenomenon is tropical hurricanes. Since 1498, Cuba has been the subject to over 150 recorded hurricanes. Again, this is since 1498, some of which had had devastating impact on the island. As for Cuba's fauna, historian Ten Henkin has mentioned that this is best represented by Cuba's Zapata Swamp, 
or the Cienega de Zapata National Park, which is home to a huge variety of fauna and animals. According to Ted Henkin, Cuba has over 354 recorded species of birds, including the famous Togororo, which is Cuba's national bird. The uniqueness of the Togororo is that it has the colors of the Cuban flag. In addition, Ted Henkin states that its national, national significance is derived from the legend that it is unable to live in captivity. Cuba has also been noted as an agricultural powerhouse for its small size and its agricultural resources are derived from the extent of its arable land. Cuba's natural resources include nickel, salt, timber, timber, oil, petroleum, tobacco, and sugar, among others. At one point in the 1860s, Cuba's sugar production constituted 30% of the worldwide sugar production. Sugar was at the heart of the Cuban economy since colonial times and until on or about the late 1980s. In future episodes, we will discuss the role of sugar in Cuba in further detail. Unfortunately, Cuba also has topographical limitations, as most of the island's arable land is at sea level, thus making it almost impossible to produce non-tropical crops. For this reason, Cuba has to import temperate sown products. There is, more, there is much more to say about Cuba's geography, but I hope I've covered enough ground for purposes of this podcast. I would like to cover a brief overview of the political geography and, and administration of the country. Cuba is a unitary state, currently divided into 15 provinces and 168 municipalities, with the Isle of Youth being defined as a special municipality. Now let's break that statement down. By unitary state, I mean that the central government has absolute and final say over all executive and legislative matters. Cuba has always been a unitary state since its formal founding in 1902. The current government, as well as the pre 1959 governments, either under the, the 1901 or 1940 constitutions, have always delegated powers to the provinces and respective municipalities. However, as a unitary state, the final decision maker is the central government. What this means, and here I'm giving a hypothetical, if housing and zoning related matters have always been delegated to the municipalities, and tomorrow the central government, for whatever reasons, wants to intervene in housing-related matters either by changing its governmental jurisdiction or limiting the powers of the municipalities, the central government is able to do so. I want to stress that this power of the central government is due to Cuba's nature as a unitary state, and it has nothing to do with its current political structure as a Marxist-Leninist single-party state. In fact, any unitary state, whether Colombia, France, or Chile, and also act in the same manner. The counterpart of a unitary state is a federation such as the US, Canada, Australia, or Mexico, where powers are constitutionally divided between, on the one hand, the central or federal governments, and on the other, provincial, regional, or state governments. Anyways, to continue with breaking down the statement, as I mentioned, Cuba has 15 provinces. Cuba's provinces are the following roughly from west to east. Starting with the westernmost province is Pinal del Rio. This is followed by Artemisa, Ciudad de La Habana, Mayabeque, Matanzas, Cienfuegos, Villa Clara, and Santi Espíritus. At this point, we are now approximately in the middle of the island, and after Santi Espíritus, Santi Espíritus comes Ciego de Ávila, 
followed by Camagüey, Las Tunas, Granma, Holguín, Santiago de Cuba, and Guantanamo. Now, this political administrative division is only recent, as it was only as it was implemented into law by the Cuban National Assembly on August 2010. Cuba has experienced various changes in its political administrative division since the founding of the Spanish colony. I would like quickly to cover these changes and provide further explanation in future episodes. Starting in the 16th century, Cuba was part of the Viceroyalty of New Spain, and as a dependent of the Real Audiencia, or Royal Hearing of Santo Domingo, with the capital of Santiago de Cuba. In 1607, by way of royal decree of October 8, 1607, the Captaincy General of Cuba was created with two governments, the Occidental or Habana government and the Oriental government with its capital in Santiago de Cuba. The latter, that is the Oriental government, was subordinate to the Captain General of La Habana. The Occidental government's territory extended as far east as Camagüey, while the Oriental government government covered the rest of the island, or the rest of the oriental part of it. This was a general status quo with some minor changes within this general division of the island into two departments until 1827, when the island was further divided into three departments, Occidental, Central, and Oriental. Roughly speaking, Occidental covered from Pinal del Rio to Matanzas, Central covered from Las Villas, or Villa Clara, to Las Tunas, and finally, Oriental covered the rest of the Oriental provinces. In 1878, Cuba was further divided this time into six provinces, Pinal del Rio, La Habana, Matanzas, Santa Clara, Puerto Príncipe, and Santiago de Cuba. Here I want to stop, stop and analyze this division a bit closer, since this division of 1878 was largely kept in place until 1976. The first question that one would ask from this division is, where did this Puerto Príncipe come from? Well, Puerto Príncipe, or Port Prince, was in fact the former name of what is currently the province of Camagüey, and it will be formally changed to Camagüey in 1899. As for the province of Santiago de Cuba, the extent of this province at the time covered the whole oriental part of the island and not just merely the extent of the current province of Santiago de Cuba. Finally, Santa Clara province covered the current provinces of Ciego de Ávila, Santi Espíritus, Cienfuegos, and Villa Clara. The last province to note is Matanzas. Matanzas covered, covered approximately the same area as it does today, with the notable exception that Matanzas from 1878 to 1963 did not include the Cienega de Zapata National Park and its surrounding areas. This area will be added to the province of Matanzas in 1963. Anyway, after the founding of the Republic in 1902, only the only noteworthy changes until 1959 is that the province of Santa Clara will be changed in its name to Las Villas. And the province of Santiago de Cuba will change its name to Oriente. So by the 1940s, you still had six provinces, but with slightly different names than in 1878. 
The provinces in 1940s were as follows. Pinal del Rio, La Habana, Matanzas, Las Villas, Camagüey, and Oriente. After the Cuban Revolution in 1959, further changes transpired. Firstly, in 1963, the Cienega de Zapata National Park was added to Matanzas from the province of Las Villas, and minor changes were made from the Pinal del Rio and Camagüey provinces. The most transformative change, however, occurred on 1976, when the provinces were increased from 6 to 14 provinces. The 1976 political administrative division will, further, will be further divide, further divide the six provinces. The province of Oriente will be divided into Granma, Holguin, Santiago de Cuba, and Guantanamo. The old province of Camagüey from pre-1976 will be divided into Las Tunas, part of Ciego de Ávila, and Camagüey. And the province, the old province of Las Villas will be divided into Santi Espíritus, Villa Clara, Cienfuegos, and part of Ciego de Ávila. Finally, the province of La Habana, again, that's the old province of La Habana predating 1976, will be divided into Ciudad de La Habana and La Habana province. Ciudad de La Habana was to encapsulate only the city of Havana, whereas, whereas the La Habana province, the new La Habana province, will cover the surrounding of the former pre-1976 La Habana province. Pinal del Rio will largely remain the same. The transformation in 1976 will remain the status quo until August 2010, when the province of La Habana, that is, the province that surrounded but did not include the Ciudad de La Habana province, was further divided into two, namely Mayabeque and Artemisa. Now this brings us full circle where we started with the 15 provinces. It makes you wonder if at this stage Cuba will continue dividing and dividing as provinces. I know that this is a lot to take in and it might seem confusing, but don't worry, I will cover this step by step in future episodes. But I wanted to provide, to provide you with some background so as not to be completely lost when we cover this again. Finally, in terms of municipalities, as I pre previously mentioned, Cuba is divided into 168 municipalities. Now, this has not always been the case. For instance, in 1879, it has been said that Cuba had 110 municipalities. With respect to the Isle of Youth, its status as a special municipality means that it is directly administered by the central government. Now, someone might ask, wait, if Cuba is and always was a unitary state, Aren't the provinces also administered by the central government? While the central government has always had final say on all executive and legislative matters, Cuban provinces since, since 1902 have always been delegated powers over a variety of jurisdictions and departments. The difference with the island of youth is that the delegated powers that a provincial government would normally assume do not exist and such powers are assumed by the central government. Leaving that aside, let's continue. So it goes without saying that Havana is Cuba's capital. Havana is situated in the occidental or western part of the mainland. Havana is not only Cuba's capital, but its largest city and largest province population-wise. Furthermore, it is Cuba's largest city by a wide margin. With an estimated population of 2.1 million, whereas the second largest city is Santiago de Cuba, 
barely has 420,000 residents. After Santiago de Cuba, the cities in order of population are as follows. Camagüey with 305,000, Holguín with 277,000, Guantanamo with 207,000, and Santa Clara with 205,000. The general Cuban population is approximately 11.2 million. In addition to the 11.2 million Cubans in the island, there is a significant Cuban exile community. There have been various numbers out there, but the difficulty with calculating any accurate, accurate numbers is firstly coming to an agreement as to who is Cuban. Some, for instance, might argue that American-born second-generation Cubans or Cubans that are born in Cuba but come very young should not be included therein. In any case, the most common number is that the exile community is somewhere in the 2 to 3 million figure, with recent figures closer to 3 million. Now, 3 million constitutes a whopping 27% of its population living outside the country. Having covered an overview of Cuba's geography and political divisions, I hope this offers enough background to start the podcast. Before saying goodbye, let's, however, quickly recap some of the facts about Cuba in this introductory episode. The origin of the word Cuba is, is disputed, but the popular origin is that it is derived from the Taino language, either from Cubanacan, which means fertile or abundant land, or Coabana, which means great place. Cuba is an archipelago, not an island, consisting of the Cuban mainland, the Isle of Youth, and thousands of keys and islets. Cuba is surrounded by various countries, the United States to the north, Mexico to the west, Haiti to the east, and Bahamas and Turks and Caicos to the northeast. Cuba's size is roughly that of Tennessee, Virginia, or the Republic of Bulgaria. Cuba's highest point is Pico Turquino, and longest river is Rio Cauto. Cuba has a subtropical climate, and it's most common for hurricanes. Cuba's national bird is the Tocororo. Cuba is also a unitary state, and as a unitary state, the central government is the final decision maker. This is in contrast to federations such as the U.S., Canada, and Australia. Keeping in mind that being a unitary state has nothing to do, nothing to do with Cuba's single-party political structure. Cuba has 15 provinces and 168 municipalities, although this political administrative structure has changed throughout the years. Cuba's capital is the city of Havana, Cuba's largest city and largest province, population-wise and by a wide margin. As the second largest city, Santiago de Cuba barely has 420,000 inhabitants. Cuba's population is 11.2 million, with estimates of Cuban exile community to be soon reaching the 3 million mark, which constitutes about 20%, 27% of Cubans who live outside of Cuba. Thank you for, for listening to the podcast, History of Cuba, and I will see you soon in Episode 3, Cuban Indigenous Groups and Columbus.